From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Welcome back. I'm glad you came back for another episode of the Cannabis Podcast. This is episode number 32. If this is your first visit, well, thanks for coming along. I hope you're going to find a lot of great cannabis information. This week, we are taking an extended version of our interview. We're going to chat a little bit about what's happening in the cannabis world across our country. Of course, we just passed the one-year anniversary of legalization. And Leafly is looking at a number of events that are coming up in November of 2019. And we're going to touch on some of those. Some of them are happening in BC and some of the other provinces. We'll touch on those, but the bulk of today's episode is a conversation I had this last week with a bud tender from Saskatchewan. Her name's Natasha, and you'll get to meet her in just a bit. That and more is coming your way on episode 32 of the Cannabis Podcast. We made one year of legalization here in our country, showing the world perhaps how not to do it, (laughs) even though there have been some foibles along the way. Once again, I state that we at least can say that cannabis is legal in our country. And Leafly.ca is a resource that we've used a whole lot here at the Cannabis Podcast, and I'm sure many of you do as well. And this week, we're going to talk about a number of things that Leafly has pointed, and really, it's just a series of events that are scheduled for November of 2019. These are 420-friendly events that are taking place near you. Let's touch on a couple of those. British Columbia, what have we got happening this month here? How about the Jokes and Tokes Comedy Tour? That's coming to Gibson's. That's happening on November 13th. The Jokes and Tokes Comedy Tour is also moving into Vancouver the following day. No, I'm sorry, November 1st to 3rd. There's a Cannabis Investing with Bruce Campbell item happening November 27th in Vancouver. A Wellness Soldier Veterans Dinner happening in Victoria. And Canaconvo 101 and Infusion is happening November 3rd in Chimanus. Those are the events that are happening in BC this November, related to cannabis, 420 friendly. Let's take a peek and see what's happening in Alberta. And in Alberta this month, well, there's a few uh, events. Tokyo Smoke is presenting their Higher Learning Legalization 2.0 happening in Calgary, November 6th. Cultivation in a Cold Climate. Oh, boy, that's appropriate. (laughs) Fred Mills is presenting that by Ken Exions. That's happening in Calgary, November 6th. The eHub Innovation and Entrepreneur Dinner of 2019, the new cannabis industry, or rather the new Canadian cannabis industry, is happening November 7th. 5.30 to 9.30 at the Matrix Hotel in Calgary. There is a Hemp and Cannabis Opportunities Conference happening in Medicine Hat, November 7th from 5.30 to 8.30. And in Vagerville, there is the CHIC Cannabis and Hemp Demo Day happening November 23rd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Those are some of the things happening in Alberta. Let's take a peek in Saskatchewan for November. And in Saskatchewan, cannabis-related events in November, Tweed Sessions, Legalization 2.0, that's happening at the Fort Coppell, or in Fort Coppell, November 8th. Also in Saskatchewan, in November, we've got the... Actually, there's a whole bunch of Tweed sessions. They are happening in Fort Coppell. Humboldt is happening November 7th. Meadow Lake, November 8th. Melville, November 8th. And Saskatoon, November 8th. That's what's happening for you in Saskatchewan. In Manitoba, 
one of the hardest provinces to smoke cannabis in our country. They made it really difficult with some of their laws. Let's see what the events are for 2019 in Manitoba. Once again, more tweed sessions, legislation or legalization 2.0. That's happening in Brandon on November 1st and 15th. Tokyo Smoke is also presenting a couple of things. Higher States Paint Night, an introduction to cannabis, November 8th. Tokyo Smoke is also presenting Shake It Up. And their description on that is feeding chirpy. Well, learn to stir up weedy mocktails with an expert mixologist using terpene-based flavor profiles. That sounds kind of cool. And a couple more of those. They have another Tokyo Smoke spacing out November 9th from 7 to 9 p.m. That's happening in Winnipeg. So those are some of the, and I know we only got through Western Canada, but there's a ton more. And for those, okay, let me stop at one more. Let me hit Ontario and we'll see what's happening in Ontario in November so that I don't leave Eastern Canada completely out of the mix here. In Ontario, we have in November cannabis events. How about Not Your Granddad's Weed? That's happening at the Aurora Public Library in Aurora on November 13th from 7 p.m. to 8.30. Health and Wellness Through Cannabis Retreat is happening November 15th to 17th at Eagle Lake. There is a Let's Talk Edibles, The Facts on Edible Cannabis happening November 14th at the University of Waterloo School of Pharmacy. That is in Kitchener. Tweed is doing some more sessions in Ontario. That's happening November 16th and 29th. And a field trip to Tweed with women who weed. That sounds kind of cool. That's happening November 10th, 10 a.m., 10.45 a.m. to 4 p.m. So thank you to Leaf Leaf, and there's a whole bunch more on there. Once again, the link will be back on CannabisPodcast.com. You can check them out for yourself. A number of, event, of events happening in November to celebrate the fact that we have made it past one year of legalization, and we're all pretty darn happy about it. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. This is the Cannabis Podcast. I am very pleased to welcome to the Cannabis Podcast in this episode, a, another guest. I haven't had a guest for a while. I always want to talk to people about cannabis, and I'm really pleased because this one was initiated by the guest. She sent me a note and said, I, we, we've had some discussion before, and I know that Natasha works at a dispensary in Saskatoon. And she suggested that, why don't you have a guest bud tender? I thought, fabulous idea. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Cannabis Podcast, Natasha Albert. Natasha, welcome. Hi, how's it going? It's going <laughs> excellent. And thank you so much for contacting me. This was a great idea. When did you get the idea? I just thought that maybe uh, possibly you would have other listeners from across the country that may be interested in hearing what it's like from uh, different provinces. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, obviously, since I am in BC, I do tend to put a focus on what happens out here. So right. I appreciate having that other perspective. So let's let's get a sense of, of where you are and where you have been with cannabis. When did you first start with using cannabis? Um, I started actually uh, you, like consuming cannabis at about age 14. But um, my parents were like regular consume like users and... Uh, they often like tried to grow their own cannabis, so I was surrounded about around it for quite a while. Yeah, so it, it was just in your general atmosphere, so it was nothing to you to to start smoking. Absolutely, yeah, and all my friends did anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that absolutely. Peers are still a big factor in all of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, is there a particular reason that you got into using cannabis? Was there something that it did for you that that was lacking before you found it? Um. 
in the beginning, I kind of just used it um, just to get high, honestly. Yeah. Um, I was younger and didn't understand that it had um, medicinal benefits. Um, but as I got older and um, had children, I started realizing that it helped with my depression and my anxiety and as well as my IBS. Nice. So I just kind of stuck, stuck to using it. Yeah, excellent. There's, there are so many. It's such a wonderful plant, and, and absolutely, people are discovering more and more about it all the time. And I love hearing stories like that. So you are in Saskatchewan, right, Saskatoon? Yes. Is that where you're from? Have you always lived in Saskatchewan? No, actually, I was born in BC. Oh, were you in Prince Rupert? Oh, okay. And yeah. So, um, and then I just moved here about two years ago, and yeah. Nice. So give me a sense, Natasha, of how the Saskatchewan retail system works for cannabis. What did they do there? Is it, is it just government or a mix of private and government? Uh, it's just, um, so it's like government, but they're not involved in like in between LPs and uh, stores. So stores and or businesses can um, acquire cannabis straight from the licensed producers themselves. Oh, I didn't realize that. So direct associations to the LP between the stores. Absolutely. And it's a huge benefit. Uh, there's less um, mix-ups that can happen with uh, uh, talking between each other. We get to have like reps come right into the store and talk to us. And um, yeah, it's really beneficial. Nice. How would you describe the rollout of the stores across the province? As as you know, as a listener of the podcast, I complain a lot about the glacial <laughs> pace of how things happen here in BC. What was the rollout like over the last year in Saskatchewan? Um, there was only about a few stores that open that were open for legalization day, but they've been steadily opening like all across the province. I can't put a number on how many are open in the province at the moment, but from what I know of, there's got to be at least uh, at least twenty. Okay, good. So, so a yeah, lot of a lot of towns and cities have have their own stores now. Absolutely, and um, Saskatchewan actually just recently dropped the lottery to acquire a, a license for a store. So, oh, hallelujah. Yeah. So now they starting in um, April, any town that's twenty five hundred. Um, population or less, they get to apply for a license. And um, and then I believe it's September to 2020, then anybody else can start applying as well. Okay, nice. And the rules to get in the store, what's the age limit in Saskatchewan? It's 18. 18. Or 19. 19, yeah. So that's, that's pretty well standard. You're checking IDs, obviously, at the door and pretty strict on that. Yeah. Yes, we do it uh, twice, once at the door and then once right up, right before purchase. Or right before purchase as well. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And and what has your experience been? If if you were to put it into into a couple of sentences, having worked in a dispensary in Saskatchewan, what's it been like for you? I love it. Um, for the majority of the time, it's been great. Um, I've learned a lot about cannabis and about how um, it's all becoming legalized in the process that it takes, especially with edibles now. Yeah. Um, and with the customer base, like uh, the majority of customers are happy. And I've also noticed that a lot of the customers are mostly older generation. Okay. Um, more so like between 35 and 65. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we still get a few customers, you know, that come in and 
say all oh, the prices are much cheaper on the black market, but yeah, of course. Um, I remind them that in time the prices here will definitely be dropping too. But we just got to keep it keep positive and yeah. uh, have some patience. Yeah, it's it's very true, and and what you say echoes the latest death scan study because they they agree with you that there's more seniors who are getting into Absolutely. smoking cannabis, and and I see the same thing. I agree totally that, that that's a a blossoming market to say the least. Pardon the pun. But. Absolutely, and I notice that most of them come in for CBD, or um, a lot of them are also coming in to try dry flower. And they try, um, they're doing a lot of vaping as well, which is really cool because it's a lot safer as opposed to like burning your cannabis straight with a lighter. Yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify, because there is so much noise about vaping right now, the vaping you're referring to is a vaporizer with a dry herb, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Not with uh, oils or concentrates that are yeah. from the black market. No. Exactly. And I always want to make sure that we make that distinction because there's everybody's putting those two things together. And, and as you have pointed out, Natasha, using a vaporizer to imbibe your cannabis rather than smoking it is a much healthier way to do it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So now you touched a little bit on the CBD thing, and that was one, another one of the questions that I wanted to get into from the perspective of what you were allowed to do in a dispensary as a retail outlet in Saskatchewan. Because our cannabis laws have been very distinct that this is recreational cannabis that we're allowed to sell. How do you address the questions when you get the questions about any medicinal usage when they come to your store? Um, I just remind them that um, I'm not a medical professional mm -hmm. and that I'm not legally allowed to give any medical advice. Yeah. Um, and we also have a uh, business in the city that um, is for medicinal, like medicinal cannabis patients. Okay. So I will often refer them to the to that business so that they can get uh, the proper advice that they need. But Excellent. going off of what they've talked about, I can usually refer them to CBD or like a low THC product. Okay. So you will still make some recommendations if if you can figure it out based on what they're talking about. Yeah, if they like, if they're able to like better reword their like their request, yeah. and say, "Well, I'm just looking for a CBD product," then I'll be then I'll be able to like better help them. But when they ask me, um, I have really bad arthritis. Well, I can't help them. Yeah, 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 and that's very clear in the legislation. So I was just curious how how that happens, and 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 also, can you give me a perspective of how many customers are asking those? types of questions, wanting to find some relief for some ailment that they have, as opposed to just coming in and wanting a good buzz to watch a movie? I'd say at least five customers a day coming in and, and mentioning medicinal issues. Okay. So it, so it is a part of the audience that is out there and, and is yeah. probably not going to go away. No, not at all. And it's a hurdle that we find is... Um, is difficult sometimes to find a way to get over and help. Um, and sometimes we really wish we were allowed to give some form of advice as long as we were like educated in the matter, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. A little bit of foundation with the uh, preceding note, as you've already said, you're not a medical professional, you're not offering a prescription or anything like that. You know, with those kind of qualifiers, there are some things that we should be able to do. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one of the things you also told me, Natasha, is uh, you've been doing some product reviews yourself. As as you know, Cultivar Corner is one of my favorite pieces. 
give me a sense of some of the reviews you've been doing and, and are these uh, something that you are doing in a written presentation that your customers can use or, or is there some video or how are you presenting them? I have an Instagram account okay, and I do all of my uh, reviews on there. Nice. Um, it's usually lots of pictures and I do like very thorough reviews from down to the flavors, the smell, terpene profile, nice. THC, CBD, and how it's smoked. I also include like how the ash burns. And I, yeah, I just make sure that I cover all everything that everybody would be curious to know about that strain. Wow. And um, yeah, and then I just include some really nice pictures of the buds and like the company that it comes from. I usually tag them as well. Excellent. That sounds really good. Are you willing to share your uh, your hand, your Instagram handle so that we can take a peek? Absolutely. It's stoned, period, Aquarius, period. Um, stoned Aquarius, or stoned Aquarius princess. Uh, sorry, I smoked one before you <laughs> That's <called me. laughs> That's okay. I, I expected that you would have, so, so I'm perfectly <laughs> acceptable with that. Let's start again. So now here's Natasha's Instagram address. Stoned Aquarius Princess. And in between um, stoned and the last one, there's a period. Stone.Aquarius.Princess. Yes. Perfect. Excellent. I'm going to check it out. And, and and you've given me some ideas. I should probably be doing the same thing with, with the stuff. I'm, and I may, if you don't mind, I may steal some of your ideas of what you're doing with some of the reviews too. It sounds, Absolutely. Sounds, I, I don't mind at all. Yeah. It sounds like you're covering a, a lot of the information that I try to get Sometimes that information isn't available to me, either because the retailer doesn't have it or whatever the case is. But that's really cool. So how many of those have you done, Natasha? Um, I'd say like just under 20. Um, I also use my uh, Instagram for some an advocate for parents who consume cannabis as well. So I really stand up for parents who consume and help them, you know, gain some confidence so that they know that they're not a bad parent for smoking cannabis at all. Yeah. Getting, helping to, to get rid of some of that damn stigma again. Absolutely. That's insane. It just drives me insane every time it comes up. Very cool. That, that That's very cool. So uh, out of those ones that you've done, what would you say has been your favorite strain that you've tasted so far? Mm, so recently, uh, Citizen Stash came out with a strain called Creamsicle, and it was very delicious, really creamy, smooth. Um, the flavor of like oranges really came out on the exhale as opposed on the inhale. Um, it was really yummy, and it smelled just like it, uh, or it tasted just like it smelled. It was really delicious. And I don't suppose you remember the terpene profile that, pr that produced that taste, do you? Mm, honestly, no. I, no, I definitely didn't, I didn't would expect, have some. but I thought I'd ask. <laughs> Lem, lemon, uh, a limonene for sure. Yeah, that makes I would sense. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then some osamine, I believe. Nice. I can't remember the last well, one. Well, I, I, I put, kind of put you on the spot with that. I mean, <laughs> especially after you smoke the joint. I mean, I mean, I know that our memory on old stories is really good and enhanced when we're, when we're smoking, but. We, you know, those short-term memory issues can sometimes be a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> we, often say I'd forget my head if it weren't attached. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and most of us are that way, too. So that's, <laughs> that's very cool. I'm, I'm going to check out some of your reviews, and, and those sound really, really interesting. Awesome. That sounds great. So what do you love about being a bud tender, Natasha? What is it? 
Um, I love being able to educate people. Um, my favorite thing about educating my customers is uh, teaching them about terpenes. They love learning about that. A lot of people that don't even realize that it's that terpenes is what causes different effects in our high, and it really blows them away. So I love being able to, you know, really set the light bulb off in their head and help them discover new strains that are better for them. Yeah, that's a really good description because I've seen it myself. When 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 you you're talking to a customer and you're expressing a thought about a particular terpene profile and and how that might affect them, you you absolutely do see that light bulb go off and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm suddenly really intrigued by that. That's absolutely. that's very cool. And and in your store, do your labels all have the terpene profiles associated with them as well? Some do. Uh, we have like like cards around the store that uh, have like the terpene profile on it. Yeah, which is, is kind of helpful when, when pe- you can direct them to a particular bud that they're looking for. Cool. Absolutely. As a user of cannabis, you've been using it since a relatively young age, and you've been yeah. involved <laughs> in the industry for a while. Give me your assessments of legalization in Canada when you're on. Uh, I think it definitely could improve a little bit more mm-hmm. um, prices and for more variety. A lot of people complain about the prices. Yes. And I understand, I do, but like I tell everybody else is that alcohol, when it uh, became legal again, it didn't become the way it is now overnight. It's true. So just give it some time. Yeah. In fact, I saw an, an archive picture. I think it was, it was an Ontario liquor store in the 60s, maybe the 70s. And it had a counter like you see in a lot of cannabis stores now where they would go and get the product from the back. There was actually no alcohol you looked at in the store. Yep. So it does evolve. And and, and I guess we have to wait for that to happen. Yep. Patience but is key. <laughs> patience is absolutely key. And, and you're absolutely right about the price because we get the same thing. People are always complaining, you know, saying the black market stuff is so much cheaper and not understanding, well, the black market doesn't have the overhead of the store, the overhead of staff, the testing and everything else that goes along with it. And they, they somehow yeah. seem to, to miss that somehow. And I still don't get how they don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> Imagine for a moment that listening to us right now, Justin Trudeau and his entire cabinet, they're thinking about some changes to the cannabis legislation. What are one, two or three things that they should do that would help everybody? Hmm. So I definitely would say like higher THC levels um, for the edibles that are out. You mean the one milligram you don't think will do enough? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially for the medicinal side, because it's affecting them a lot. So I really believe that the levels of THC should be like higher. And then, uh, yeah, just more afford, like more affordable strains being able to bring the prices down. Yeah, there there has to be some addressing of the price, whether it's just simply getting more retail out there so that there's a bigger supply and and the demand, therefore the prices will get adjusted, which I think is part of the problem. Yeah, oh yeah. But there also has to be an understanding, I think, at the federal and then at every provincial level that if they want to get rid of the black market, you got to have places where you can buy it and it's got to be cheaper. (laughs) Yep, exactly. It, it, it's, again, hard to understand why people don't get that simple concept. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, in time, I think uh, hopefully somebody will come, ar- come around and see that. 
So looking at the people who come into your store, and so let's get a better sense of, of Saskatoon and, and its retail environment for cannabis. Are you the only, the only outlet or are there more? Oh, there's definitely um, a few. There's, I'd say, four or five in Saskatoon itself. Okay. And then there's about three just outside of Saskatoon, like right outside the outskirts in like other out, little small towns. Okay. And are those all provincially licensed stores? Yes. So, so you don't have, like we have in BC, some stores that are popping up on uh, Indigenous land across the province. That's not happening um, out there? Uh, there, w- there are some coming, like, um, I do believe the one, there's one in Musumin, and I'm not entirely sure if it is uh, provincially licensed or if it's licensed through them. And there's also some, um, like, production facilities that are on like Birth Nations land. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So within your store, what is the, what's the demographic mix that you find coming through your doors? Um, I'd say it's just an even mix of everybody. <laughs> we see young, old, middle-aged, like, um, that, like more males than females for sure. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can so, understand that. Yeah. And so that would be if if there was a group that's sticking out more, it's it's simply more men are coming in to to purchase than than women. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and what what's your been been your biggest? I'm gonna hit the two sides of it. What's been your biggest satisfaction in dealing with the customer so far? Somebody who came in and 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 you gave them a solution, and they came back and said, "Wow, that was fabulous." I was able to talk some talk somebody into uh, um, using vaporizers and being able to isolate specific terpenes for their for their uh convenience like what exactly they were looking for good for you yeah they used to smoke joints and they wanted to just get just the cbd or just the the myrcene or whatever and i taught them how to use that how to do that with a a vaporizer and the next day the lady came in and she was just so blown away and yeah oh nice it was awesome nice and I know in the store that I work, 95% of the people are pretty happy, but oh, yeah. there's, there's that one to 5% <laughs> that we get through the door and they seem to either be a former grower who's mad that their business got taken away, um, or has some other background that, that is making them really, really grumpy. Do you get, do you get any of those in your store? Yeah, mostly just people getting really upset about us having to ask for their ID. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Wow. Yes. It's really odd. That um, is. Just, and it's usually the older people, like, and, and I can understand they don't usually get ID'd anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but it's just law. We have to do what we're told to do. And um, I try to be as kind about it, but there's always going to be that one, one or two people that are going to get upset about it, I guess. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah really it seems odd. like a pretty silly thing to to get too terribly upset about. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had people say some really odd things back to me yeah. just for me asking them for their ID. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, is there anything that you would like the listeners of the Cannabis Podcast to know about the cannabis world in Saskatchewan that you think that they should know about? I don't really think anything, like, I mean, it's no different than anywhere else, other than the fact that we 
have the ability to go straight to the licensed producer. Yeah, and, I uh, see that as that as being a really big thing. I didn't I didn't realize that in 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 all of my reading somehow or other that slipped through. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome uh, benefit that we have, and uh, so we get some really fresh products as well sometimes. So yeah, I bet. So, so on average, are you getting much of the product that that is still packaged back in two thousand and eighteen? Um, we don't really get stuff that's that old anymore. Okay, um, nice. We do still have some product that's like that, like some really old stuff. Yeah, that vintage, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, vintage, but it's like it's not very much of it. Maybe that's, maybe that's what we have to start calling it is, is that there's a vintage to it, which will give it an yeah. appeal for having been <laughs> sitting for that long as, as opposed yeah. to being a, well, maybe not. It probably won't go over. <laughs> I often wonder if it's going to get anybody high, but I know it will. But. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and do you have any uh, strains that you have lined up that you're going to be reviewing soon? Um, uh, probably so like Canna Farms just came out with a strain called Blue Widow. It's a cross between blueberry and white widow. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I I don't know. I like to just kind of go fly by the seat of my pants, whatever it's looking good that day. But, but that Blue Widow stuff is something that I've been really keeping my eye on. Oh, excellent. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I'll have to Absolutely. keep my eye on that too. <laughs> well, excellent. Thank you so much for for. First of all, sparking the idea of doing this, Natasha, it's been a lovely conversation. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Absolutely. And, and I really appreciate you uh, allowing me to come on to your show and uh, talk about what it's like here in Sask- Saskatoon. Yeah. And I'm honored that you felt it was a, a good opportunity and glad that you took the time to do it. And uh, don't be surprised if I call you on a regular basis and check in and see how things are happening. Yeah, that would be great. I'm always, I'd be looking forward to it, totally. Very cool. So now let me finish with my uh, hot seat questions. We kind of already touched a couple of these, but but I'm going to get some new answers. <laughs> so what <laughs> is your favorite strain to smoke right now? Um, so my favorite strain right now. Um, or I, I, think... I guess I should actually say, what's your favorite cultivar, shouldn't I? I should be changing that. Yes, to say, cultivar. what's your favorite cultivar? <laughs> Gary! <laughs> That's very true, yes. Okay, so um, let me ask that question again. What's your favorite cultivar right now? Right now, I'd have to say it would definitely be that creamsicle by um, Citizen Stash. Oh, that sounded delicious. It was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> even just the name of it sounds delicious. And Natasha, do you prefer joints or vaporizer? I'm a joint girl, 110%. Okay. There's just something about that ritual, grinding up my weed and being able to touch it and roll it. And it's like a personal thing. It is very personal. Absolutely. And do you, I'm going to add another one here. Do you roll or do you use cones and stuff? No, I roll. Good for you. I'm, I'm much prefer the the rolls myself. And, and, and so when it overcomes you, what's your favorite munchie? Ah, oh, anything that's sour. Ah, Okay. I like sour keys, sour dinosaurs, nice. um, sour Skittles, really anything that's sour. Excellent. Sounds delicious. If you had the option, would you prefer cake or pie? Ooh, that's a tough one because it depends on what kind of cake, what the cake <laughs> is and what the pie is. Well, you can put a qualifier on the answer. That is allowed. Um, 
Probably strawberry shortcake, if that's what it was. Oh, delicious. And <laughs> we didn't, we really haven't touched on this, and I, I might actually take a moment, minute and, and pause my hot seat questions and get your sense of what you think is going to happen now that edibles have been legalized as of October 17th, not expected to show up in any stores till probably December 17th. But uh, what's your sense of what that's going to do to uh, your business and to your customer base? I think it's going to definitely, we're going to be a lot busier and it's going to bring a whole new level of customers, uh, mostly younger, because we've definitely had been a, a lot of younger kids coming in and asking for edibles. Um, and as well as seniors, they seem to really be more interested in edibles as well. That's true. I've seen that same thing. And, and you've kind of already, and again, I'm going to deviate a bit, you've kind of already intimated this, that with the ratios that they're proposing of one milligram per edible in a package of 10 milligrams, which as you and I both know is a typical single dose for many people. Yeah. Do you see them adjusting yet? Do you think, do you think, how long do you think they're going to go on before they're going to have to change that? Um, I'd like to say six months, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was at least a year. Yeah. Yeah. We may wait for that for a bit, just like we've been waiting for some of the other tweaks and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe I didn't think about talking about that before I got to the to the end, but I'm glad we, we, we touched on that anyways. So having been there, edibles or flour? Uh, flour. Okay. Yeah, same way. Same way with me because it's far easier to roll up a, a joint with flour than it is with edibles, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you in Saskatchewan have any regional names for an eighth? Uh, not that I know of. I'm okay. pretty sure we just called an eight. I'm referring to the the one that I'm picked up from the people. It seems to be east of Ontario where they ask for a half quarter. And oh, yes. I've heard about that. Yeah. And it still, <laughs> it still boggles me. Uh, I like to joke that perhaps they don't teach reducing fractions far enough in Ontario. <laughs> and they don't quite get it. But so there's, it's just an eight for you guys. Yeah. Excellent. It's the same thing here for, for most of us. So excellent. Well, thank you so much for our conversation today, Natasha. I've I've really had a blast. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been fun. And I hope that uh, we'll get you to contribute to future episodes as well. Great. I appreciate that. And I would definitely look forward to that. Perfect. So what's planned for the rest of your day? Uh, I am going to go roll up another joint. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, I think I'm about to do the same thing. Excellent, Natasha. Thank you so much for being on the Cannabis Podcast and you enjoy the rest of your night. You as well. I am always amazed when I look at the clock and I see how quickly 30 minutes or more has gone by. Here we are, 35 plus minutes and we're just about done. I'm going to extend the time for my ad hoc survey on where you get your cannabis. First of all, thank you everyone who has contributed so far. A couple of shout outs to Bailey, Tracy and uh, Firas, hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Really enjoying reading the entry so far. And if you would like to still contribute, there's time. You can send along to info at cannabispodcast.com. Just let me know where you're getting your cannabis. Are you getting it legally or are you getting it from the black market or is it a mix of both of those? Hope to get another cultivar corner lined up for next week. I think it's time we take a look at something else. Maybe we'll go for another one of those CBD high strains. See what that does for us next week. 
That about wraps it up for episode 32 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network.